welcome to the Freestyle podcast series, bringing you real stories from those living with diabetes. We hear about the challenges they face and hope to provide some inspiration for living your best life. I'm Claudine, and today we're stepping into the ring with Muhammad Ali. He wasn't named after the legendary boxer, but says it was his name that helped lead him into the sport. He's now the first licensed professional boxer living with type 1 diabetes, boxing under the nickname of the Diabetic Kid. Please remember that before making any changes to your diabetes management, discuss these with your healthcare team first. So hi, Mohammed. Welcome to the Freestyle Podcast. We're really excited to have you with us today. Hi, Claudine. Thank you for having me on your show. So here we are, um, a professional boxer called Mohammed Ali. But is that what your parents had in mind when they named you? No, I've got no family history of boxing, uh, funny enough. My dad just sports me in boxing, but he absolutely hates the sport. It's my mum who originally took me to the boxing gym. Now he's supporting me as I'm, you know, doing so well in boxing, uh, but he don't like the sport. Let's look back at your diagnosis. You were diagnosed when you were five years old? Yeah, between four and five. And what do you remember about the early years of having type 1 diabetes? I don't remember being diagnosed with type one diabetes but my mum said as uh, my fellow diabetics would know when you're suffering from a hypoglycemia when your sugar levels have dropped very low you're not in control of your body and I was acting like in a silly way my mum had never seen me act in such a way so she got in contact with the ambulance so the ambulance came to the house and they took me to the hospital and diagnosed me with type 1 diabetes my mum had never seen me do such things that's amazing that she managed to spot that and then obviously the, the NHS picked up that it was diabetes and then did they yeah. diagnose you really quickly then? Yeah, um, my mum saw, when I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, um, she said I lost a lot of weight rapidly and my mum and dad had to educate themselves about diabetes, you know, pretty fast because I was at a young age. Obviously your mum and dad at that point and now, you know, you've mentioned how your dad follows you around the country and watches you box everywhere. So how are they as a support network? Uh, to be honest with you, my dad is like, he's my biggest fan. He's never missed a fight. We had a deal uh, when I was 18. I said to my dad, look, I'm old enough to turn into a professional boxer. And he said, no, you won't be turning professional now. You've got to complete your degree. And if you complete <laughs> your degree, I'll support you in your boxing career. So I went to university then, Edge Hill, and my mum, she's always been backing me she's you know since the start you know since being four years old in any sport I've took part in my mum's always backed me my dad's backed me as well let's not get this twisted up but also with the challenges of having diabetes obviously how's the support network been around you because when you're diagnosed it's not just you it's, it's a whole family are diagnosed with type 1 diabetes yes yeah, so when I was uh when I was first diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, I speak to my mum about it regularly now because on social media I receive a lot of messages from parents asking, um, how does your mum and father, how does your mother and father support you with your diabetes? You're always speaking about your mother and father. And I, I asked my mum and uh, my mum said, look, we suffered from depression. We thought we'd done something wrong, you know, for you to be diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. When parents uh, asked me for advice, I, I I speak to my mum and my dad, I'm like, how can I respond, you know, to parents who need some support? You guys have been, you know, you've brought me up with diabetes, what advice can I give? 
and they said, you know, just educate yourself about diabetes. I remember as a youngster, my mum became like best friends with the nurse. Um, they became very good friends. They'd be on the phone to each other um, asking, you know, how to improve my health because back then, let's not forget, there were no such thing as a freestyle Libra sensor. There was pricking your finger. Um, do you know, like, for example, the injections have changed now. It's the pens and the four millimeter needles. Back then, they were 12 millimeters and we'd inject into an insulin bottle, you know, to um, measure the insulin in the insulin, you know, in the actual injection. And um, my mum would inject herself first to see if it's painful or not. And then she'd inject me. And um, that's what my mum and dad have been through. I remember once as a youngster, we were playing football and my mum would come and, you know, watch me. Also, they put me into sports, so um, I stay disciplined with my diet and um, my diabetes, my sugar levels stay within uh, control. Um, so I remember on the, I played for the Sunday league team and my mum would sit on, on the sideline and watch me and she said I was suffering from a, uh, a hypoglycemia on the pitch. So imagine um, kids at the age of eight playing football and a lady comes running onto the pitch and uh, she said she f she fed me, like, gave me Lucasade, she gave me a Mars bar, brought me back round and then they had to take me home. I remember my dad then, you know, uh, banning me from playing football for a bit of time, you know, mm -hmm. for a few weeks, saying, look, I'm not taking control of my uh, food intake. And uh, I remember my mum and dad just even till this day, always watching what I'm eating. If I'm eating, like, for example, I'm an adult now. Um, if I'm eating something bad, my mum would, it does my head in sometimes. Like, for example, if I'm having a packet of crisp or a chocolate bar, she'd be like, you know, that's not good for you. Have you checked your sugar levels? Or have you had your insulin? Like, yeah, yeah, I've had everything. Just calm down. <laughs> no, that's really, it's, it's lovely to hear you reminiscing of, um, you know, your your mum running onto the pitch yeah, and, um, and so... <laughs> Saving like, you. What's this crazy lady doing? <laughs> and then... um, but one thing you did touch on there that I'm keen to chat to you about is the connotations, I guess, around type 1 diabetes. Because I think in general, diabetes does still have a stigma around it that it's people who maybe aren't as fit as could be or are eating the wrong things. And obviously, we know that's not the case. You seem to have alluded to the fact that that's something that your mum and dad kind of carried with them as a burden that, you know, they'd done something wrong for you to have type 1 diabetes. So how would you come at that? My best advice would be, like, my mum, she became very close with my nurse, you know, the healthcare professionals, and they deserve massive respect. They don't get enough, you know, respect, you know, the NHS staff. Like, for example, on Twitter, if there's any problems, I'd, I'd put a status out and the doctors would respond within minutes, um you know, the healthcare professionals on Twitter as well. And for example, uh, what my advice would be to the parents out there is educate yourself about diabetes. Like what my mum and dad, uh, when I was a youngster, what they did was they'd read about diabetes, you know, what foods are good for, for example, for myself. Um, they'd always measure my sugar levels. They'd speak to the dietitians um, during my appointments and, um, like I said, my mum became very close with uh, with my nurse. 
so you've also talked about how your parents aren't boxing fans and you said your mum was the first person to take you to the boxing club so what made you choose boxing what happened was as a youngster I played football I played cricket I took part in karate but I didn't really enjoy myself do you know like for example my dad took me to take part in karate for over 10 years and I absolutely hated the sport but he wasn't bothered he just wanted me disciplined and taking control of my sugar levels that's the only reason he had me taking part in karate but um when it came to the football for example if we'd lose on the weekend we'd blame each other for the defeat and i'm very competitive and in boxing if you're defeated you're only yourself to blame because it's only you and your opponent taking uh, taking part within the actual boxing bout and so that's the reason i wanted to get involved in boxing because I can't blame him or her, you know, for the loss, except myself. So when you started fighting, what were the big challenges that the type one kind of threw up? Um, For example, I had to monitor my diet more than ever, you know, uh, being involved in such a high intensity sport. I've got to be on top of my diet from a very, very young age. Um, I remember when I before I'd go to my boxing session, I'd check my sugar levels. During the boxing session, I'd check my sugar levels. And post-training, I'd check my sugar levels. It's really interesting because we spoke to an endurance athlete. They struggle with the long-term and the heat element of the exercise, whereas I guess boxing's more explosive. So that's going to be different problems that you're going to face. Uh, what happens with me is, for example, when I'm doing my strength uh, training, where I'm working at my maximum, like li- uh, lifting weights, um, my sugar levels go up, which is uh, normal. So I've got to take insulin, you know, prior to the session, an extra few units, you know, to balance my sugar levels. And whereas, like, for example, um, if I'm doing a cardio session, like a long run, I've got to reduce my uh, insulin intake. So with with like the uh, reduction in insulin and increasing my uh, insulin, it's about educating myself and getting to know my body better. Well, it, yeah, it's definitely an art. And I know having spoken to quite a few different people, they say, you know, and, and you'll know as well, one day is very different from the other. You could Absolutely. be doing exactly the same training. That's, uh, I'm blessed of having the uh, Freestyle Libra sensor it helps massively because I can keep a close eye, you know, on my sugar levels, if it's going up, if it's going down, you know, with technology, like I said, from uh, 22 years ago, it's changed massively. So we've touched on briefly when you became a professional, we had your first professional fight, but it's been quite a journey for you to get a license to fight professionally. Can you tell us about some of the challenges that you've had? I remember turning uh, graduating from university and I had the deal with my father. Once I graduate, I could turn professional in boxing. So uh, 2014, I graduated. 2015, I turned professional. I was two weeks out from making my professional boxing debut. And I was driving up to the gym and I get a call from my manager at the time. And he said, Ali, have they got something mixed up here? Are you diabetic, type 1 diabetic? And I was like, yeah, what's wrong with that I, I did my annual as a boxer you've got to do your annual medical so I said to him uh, last week when I passed my medicals I did uh, I wrote it on the consent form that I'm type 1 diabetic and he goes yeah they've uh, rejected your license so 
Um, I got to the gym and the trainer comes over to me and he starts hugging me and he's like, Ali, I didn't know you were type 1 diabetic. And I was like, what do you want me to do? I've uh, diabetes printed on my forehead. You don't need to know if I'm diabetic or not. You know, I, I control it in such a good way. And he's like, you're so fit and healthy. How are you diabetic? I was heartbroken. My trainer was heartbroken because I was flying in training. And um, that was it. Boxing came to an end. And then I went to see my consultant and I was heartbroken. I was like, doctor, I need your help, you know. And he said, right, there's a doctor who's in the sporting field and he's worked with Sir Steve Redgrave, Dr. Ian Gallen. I'm going to refer you to him. Go and have a meeting with him and see if he can help you. And I said, right, it's worth going to him. So I've gone up and I remember this day like yesterday. I've had the appointment with Dr. Gallen and he said, look, Sir Steve Redgrave was out in the open sea the paramedics were up in a helicopter, you know, in a helicopter. Whereas you've got paramedics ringside, you're fit, you're healthy, you should be getting your license. You know, if anything goes wrong in the ring, the paramedics are ringside. It'll take them seconds to get in the ring to help you. And uh, I was like, doctor, but they're saying I can't measure my sugar levels, you know, in the ring. And he's, I can't take my glove off and prick my finger onto a machine within a minute and then rewrap my gloves and wraps and he's like no technology has moved on and he's the one who introduced me to the freestyle libra sensor and he said look there's a sensor and it'll take seconds you know to measure your sugar levels and uh, i remember sitting in uh, finishing that appointment i rang my trainer i said i'm gonna get my license and he was absolutely buzzing but he was he was happy but he was thinking, we've heard this before and he's really not going to get his license. And I was like thinking the same. I was like thinking, I am going to get my license. I'm not going to get my license. I was like juggling. And um, we've got a meeting with the board now, showed them the sensor and they were absolutely happy. They said, you're good to go. I got my boxing license. Now I'm six and no as a professional. That's fantastic. So obviously you, you get a lot of buzz. You can tell when you're talking about how much boxing means to you. What's it like when you step into the ring and, you know, why do you keep doing it? I absolutely love the sport. Like, for example, we were training technically, working with my coach on technique. And it was like, it was amazing, like how to punch somebody and not get punched yourself, moving your head at the right time, moving your feet at the right time so your body's not getting touched. And it's a sweet science boxing. It's a beautiful sport. I give it 110% every single training session. I'm very competitive. I hate losing. So when I get in that ring, I've given it my all in training. Yeah, and I think there's a definitely a lot of psychological um, aspect, isn't there, to getting in the yeah, boxing I, ring? I do get, like, I'd be lying to you if I say I don't get nervous before fights. I do get nervous, but I'll be going into the ring confidently because I've given it my all and I know I'm going to win at the end because I've given it my all in training and uh, I know my opponents are trained as hard as me. That's such a great attitude to have. Um, something else that you've obviously touched on is how you um, you measure out your food and you're very uh, regimented with the way that you manage your diabetes. Can you just tell us a bit more about how, how your type 1 management works? I don't like to call it diet. I'd like to say I'm consuming good foods. And when I'm consuming good foods, I've got to reduce my insulin intake. What my professionals, you know, they take me over it, how to go about taking my insulin. And um, uh, so, for example, this morning I woke up um, at seven. I had uh, 70 grams of oats, uh, my protein waste scoop, 
uh, of uh, protein. I had um, peanut butter added. I had um, milk, yeah, whole milk added. So I've measured the weight of the carbs and then took my insulin um, and my basil. And then two hours later, I had my uh, snack at that and then I went training. Yeah, it definitely sounds very regimented. Yeah, I guess it's a real happy balance to making sure that yeah, you tick honestly, all the right ba- boxes. People say to me, oh, as a diabetic, how can you box? I'm like, if it weren't for boxing, I think my diabetes would be out of control. Because look, I've just told you, I'm measuring all my foods. According to measurements of my food is how much insulin I'm taking. But when I'm not boxing, my diet's out of the window. I'm not thinking about my foods. I'm not bothered about my weight which isn't good for me in the long run so boxing helps me control my life uh, control my diabetes as well a lot of the people listening won't obviously have access to the elite team that you've got around you you know like you said elite team but i do my research for these guys like for example um this dietitian i went out of my way to find him to uh, maintain my diet you know help me with my diet he's a private dietitian anybody can you know google a dietitian i've i always chop and change my dietitians but i've actually built a good relationship with this uh, dietitian who i'm currently working with um because um i'm enjoying the diet it's about trial and error you know see uh, what works for you so through all this research that you've done and obviously the the years that you've had managing um a very disciplined regime Do you have any top tips for people that they could kind of do straight away? Yeah, you know, for example, if you if you've got a really bad sweet tooth, like like for example myself, don't cut chocolate out of your diet. You know, for example, tomorrow you're looking to become healthy. For example, if you eat a whole bar tomorrow, consume three quarters of the bar, and then the following week consume half a chocolate bar then the following week, a quarter, and slowly bring it down. Do you know, we're human beings at the end of the day. We can't just have a chocolate bar snatched away from us and not replaced, you know, by something else. Uh, for example, uh, how, I, how I've how i reduced my chocolate intake now is I have it once a week on a Sunday, and it's not the whole... I don't be consuming chocolate all day. I, I'll go out for a dessert, but only once... Uh, so uh, make small changes and they help you stay mentally strong as well for example uh, me i go mentally weak as well if i have something snatched away from myself uh, i end up um, not controlling my diabetes in a good manner i've got to make small adjustments great that's a great piece of advice and while we're talking about advice obviously you've spoken to lots of different people over the years and you've had different consultants and different healthcare teams is there one piece of advice that you've been given from anybody it doesn't have to necessarily be a healthcare professional that you've kind of held with you and you pass on now to other people i've been given a lot of advice (laughs) Uh, enjoy what you eat in if you enjoy what you eat and get the measurements correct with your insulin, you're a winner. You know, as a diabetic, it's so important getting the calculations correct of the insulin intake according to the meal. Honestly, if you can get that balance right, I think all all diabetics would be winners. That's really interesting. And I mean, overall, you're such a positive person with 
how how you manage your diabetes and obviously around boxing there must be times when you're in the ring or in life where things aren't quite going your way how do you change you know keep that positive mental attitude um do you know in 2015 for example when i had my um boxing license you know taken away from me i could see light at the end of the tunnel but every healthcare professional i was speaking to they were just like it's going to be hard to get your boxing license it's going to be very hard but I kept my mind positive. Do you know, I, I saw in the back of my mind that I saw light at the end of the tunnel. I knew that I was going to get my boxing license, do you know, one day. And when I get it, I'm going to help, do you know, and show the diabetes world that you should never give up on achieving your dreams. We've just got to get our health, do you know, in control and our dreams are achievable. So there was a time when you didn't tell your trainer uh, about having type 1 diabetes, uh, but now you go in the ring as the diabetic kid. Why did you decide to do that? First and foremost, I'm a proud diabetic and I'm in the boxing world and I want to advertise myself as being diabetic. Do you know, anyone who's diabetic, I like to call them my family member because I'm a diabetic and if they're diabetic, I, I I accept them as being like one of me. You know, we're 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 diabetics. We're one family, and I'm I'm absolutely proud. That's why I wear diabetes on my sleeve when I'm in the boxing ring, and um, that's why I've got it as my name, the diabetic kid. Oh, that's fantastic! A great inspiration, I think, to loads of people listening. <laughs> well, the bell has gone, and that's the end of the final round. Thank you so much for joining us today, Mohammed, and sharing your story. It's been completely inspirational. If you want to follow Mohammed's career, you can find out more on his Instagram handle at Mohammed DK Ali or Twitter, where he's at Mohammed Ali Box. And if you want more information, then check out our fantastic education site, Freestyle Progress. There you can find the Freestyle Libre Academy, tutorial videos, webinars, the rest of this podcast series, and lots more. That's all online at progress.freestylediabetes.co.uk. Thanks for listening and see you next time. The information provided is not intended to be used for medical diagnosis or treatment or as a substitute for professional medical advice. Please consult your physician or qualified health provider regarding your condition and appropriate medical treatment. Individual symptoms, situations and circumstances may vary.